Hey, and welcome to the Banter with Elise Pirelli podcast, where I discuss all things health, self, and everything in between. My name is Elise Pirelli, and I'm a competitive snowboarder turned fat loss and lifestyle coach. This is the podcast for millennial women who are struggling to live that balanced life, body, and mind. I'm so excited you're here. Now let's get into the episode. What's up, guys? Welcome back to part two of really getting to know me. It's really interesting because I feel like it's get like talking about yourself is one of those things that should be really easy. And typically it is when you're getting asked like specific questions or, you know, you're kind of talking to a friend and doing storytelling. For some reason, I don't know, I I feel it's hard for me to talk to myself in this setting. I'm talking about myself, you know, kind of to myself here, but I hope you guys enjoyed part one where I really just kind of dived more into my adolescence of, you know, snowboarding, living in Palm Desert, kind of touched briefly in moving to Park City. And I just kind of want to use this episode to really kind of bring an understanding of who I am now and kind of how I got to being a coach, you know, sharing more of my specific fitness nutrition journey my journey of education in regards to, you know, getting my degree in foods and nutrition, that was a whole freaking journey. My three personal training certifications, another huge journey. And hopefully just kind of, you know, again, help you understand that so much of who I am now obviously does come from the things that were instilled in me, you know, through snowboarding. And that's, One thing I want you to think of as well, because this is, you know, something that I don't think a lot of people bring up, but so much of our habits and our, you know, adult life goes back to the habits that were instilled as, as a child. So kind of think back into your upbringing, you know, and your parents and the things that you were made to do, for example, you know, getting up every morning and brushing your teeth, whether you played sports and you got used to waking up and being dedicated to that sport. So much of that is just the habits of showing up for yourself. And I feel like as I've become a coach, it's really interesting to see, you know, sometimes it's really easy for people to pick up habits. And for example, working out in the gym, like, you know, that becomes easy three to five days because you've you've kind of had that stuck with you from childhood. And and maybe people who haven't played sports or maybe parents weren't as strict and why it's so easy to kind of fall into that comfort zone of, you know, staying kind of in that comfort as opposed to continuously pushing yourself outside of it. So I kind of just bring that up because again, obviously our adulthood and kind of how we get to where we are is just so much of our past and our childhood. And for me personally, I'm just really grateful that I was able to develop this mindset of keep picking yourself up, keep trying, you know, it's okay to fail, just continue to make it happen. We'll figure it out, right? These are just different mantras really that I have started to instill because I, I was really focused on that through through my childhood playing soccer, through my snowboarding just all of this programming, right? And that's really what it becomes is it's just this programming, this this how are you talking to yourself on a daily basis? And that's the thing about at least me and my journey and snowboarding is I didn't have any choice but to trust myself. I didn't have any choice but to, you know, continue to show up, 
you know, because again, it's like when you're playing a single sport or when I'm performing a single sport or whatever, you know, playing, performing, you know, doing, you really start to learn that you are responsible for your own outcome, right? And I had to really learn that if I wanted to make something of myself, I had to put in the work. I had to wake up every single day, show up, grind. And again, that's really transpired into my adulthood. And again, like the really the biggest thing is that I think is really important and holds a lot of people back is the fear of failure, the fear of even trying. And again, you know, it, it's so it's so normal to have those fears, but I want to remind you too, like nothing good comes until you step out of your comfort zone. And there are so I failed so many times. So many times I have failed. I've failed, you know, with obviously, you know, even even quitting snowboarding was really hard for me because I felt like such a failure. Honestly, I wasn't even able to watch snowboarding for years. For years, you guys, like especially when the Olympics was on, when Dew Tour was on, when X Games was on, I couldn't watch it because I was just so ashamed of quitting snowboarding. I was so embarrassed. It, it was, you know, part of my identity and I lost that. And so kind of bringing it back now to when I lived in Park City, kind of making that decision to to quit snowboarding. And if you didn't listen to episode three, please go back and listen to that because that's really where I set the backstage for kind of everything that I'm going to share today about me and my journey. But again, you know, after I decided to quit snowboarding, I was really lost. I lost my identity again and I, you know, so again, I've lost my identity two times now, I suppose, but it was really a a really hard transition for me to decide to quit snowboarding. There was, there was a part of me that was excited because I, you know, I kind of mentioned that there was, I wanted to be normal, but I went through a bit of a tizzy. I, I had, like I said, I hadn't, I wasn't planning on going to college right after high school that wasn't a part of the game plan because I just thought I was going to compete in snowboarding and make that my career. But of course, life had other plans and it's just been rolling with the punches and understanding that everything happens for a reason. But you know, when I decided to quit snowboarding really from the ages of 20 to 22, I was so lost. Those were, you know, I had my fake ID at that point. I was working working as a hostess at restaurants. So I worked at this place in Park City called Squatters, which is still really amazing. I still actually really had a great time there. And then I started working at a place called High West Distillery. One thing that I honestly forget this about me, but you know, kind of bringing it back and and I hope you're still sticking with me because I feel like my story is all over the place. So please bear with me as I continue to work on my storytelling with these podcasts. But, you know, one thing I forgot to mention is between my ACLs, so I had my first ACL, you know, I was working at that point. In between my first and second ACL, I actually managed a GNC. And again, I was I was already kind of in the gym 
because of snowboarding, I wanted to, you know, make sure that I was in top shape for when the winter came. So I would spend a lot of my time in the gym in the summers. And not only that, I've always kind of been a little bit on the leaner side, obviously carrying body fat. However, I've never really been that person that was like, 40, 50 pounds or or big boned or or whatever you want to call it. And so even with snowboarding, there was a phase of my life where I was really in a gaining weight phase. I remember spending time in Oregon when I used to spend my summers in Oregon and I had two big ass weight gainer tubs of protein because I just wanted to, again, make sure that I was solid and dense for throwing myself off jumps. And it's really funny. I have a few pictures and I remember when I was living in Oregon and and this was a fun time of my life. Like I, you know, my parents would just be like, okay, bye, go for the summer. And it was just me out vibing, you know, hanging out with different friends, just going up to Mount Hood in order to snowboard during the summer. And I, it was honestly a big party, which was such a fun time. And again, just crazy to think about how young I was at that time. I think I I spent a couple summers in Oregon. I think I actually spent two summers in Oregon at 18 and 19, I believe, or 17 or 18. One of the two, I think I was actually 17 and 18 because I went right after graduating high school. But yeah, I have been through just so many things. So weight gainer shakes. I remember the guys would make fun of me when they came over to our our place and be like, whose tubs of protein are those? And I would just like slowly raise my hand because I'm like, I need to put on weight for snowboarding because at the time I was still, you know, just like maybe like 110, 115 and a child, right? So kind of bringing it back to, you know, deciding to quit and, and in between my two ACLs, yeah, I managed a GNC. And that's really what kind of sparked my interest in nutrition. Because, you know, when I was spending all that time in the gym, you know, very young, I fell into products. I fell into what's the product that I'm going to need, you know, really getting into supplements. And what's funny is I was I was kind of going into the GNC and, and spending time in there and kind of looking at vitamins and all of that. And the manager had just asked me, you know, oh, do you need a job, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? And so I got hired on as, you know, just a normal associate. It's a really small, you know, GNCs are typically really small. So, you know, I just kind of started working there. One of the things that they make you do uh, when you're working at GNC is they make you go through entire courses, learning about supplements. And I had a really amazing time. And what happened was the manager left and I really just stepped into that role and having to do all of the resets around the store and making sure that all of the products were placed properly and making sure that all the labels and pricing. And, and I think I did that for maybe, I don't think it was a year. It was close to a year because, and really that helped me learn just so much responsibility because even in that time, I was responsible for hiring and firing people. And like, imagine me like a 19 year old kid. But the thing about me is I've always had a really solid work ethic. I've always been, you know, the employee that wanted to show up, that wanted to do the best that I could and just really, you know, was reliable. And so taking over that manager position was really kind of cool for me at that time. It's still kind of crazy at how young I was to be having so much responsibility, but I take pride in that because my store ended up being one of the best in sales, right? I just learned so many tools 
working there and being a manager. So, you know, hiring, firing, you know, making sure that the store was open, making sure the store was closed, making sure we're hitting sales goals. And come to think of it, I actually was working there after my second ACL surgery, but I still hadn't decided if I wanted to continue snowboarding. And the reason why I ended up not working there, one, GNC, you get paid shit money. I think I was making like maybe $900 a month. Yeah, isn't that wild? And I was managing. I think I made like decent commission. That's another thing, guys. So when you are at a GNC, they get commission off of the products that you purchase. So if you feel like they are pushing certain products, be very weary because every product has a different commission that you get to receive. So make sure you read your food labels. That is something that I am always on top of with my clients. So make sure you read your labels to determine if the supplements that they are recommending are even necessary for you. So save yourself a couple of extra bucks. But I got to a place where I actually started to hate working at GNC because again, everything was weighing on my own shoulders there was a period where I was the only one working because I I couldn't find anybody to hire. And I decided to leave GNC because I wanted to go back to snowboarding. And so kind of like I mentioned in the last episode, I did one competition after my second ACL surgery. And again, I've had ACL surgeries on each knee. And it was after that job that I decided to quit Marriott and I actually, you know, went back into trying to compete. And I I just, like I mentioned, didn't have the same mindset for it. I didn't have the same grit and grind. And and I just had so much fear of, you know, afraid to break a bone, afraid to tear another ACL. And, you know, after when I made that decision, that's when I started working at High West Distillery. I was 20 years old when I started working there, which is again, wild. I was working at a distillery. I wasn't even able to drink, but that was my phase where I was really going out in downtown or on main street in park city. I was using my fake ID and I was just, you know, really bobbing around, just not knowing where my life was going to go. That was also a time when I met my first really serious boyfriend because I have been in long-term relationships for the last 10 years of my life, but The first real relationship was five and a half years and I met him when I was 20 and we were dating till I was 26 and I just fell into, you know, going out, you know, not really working out as much and I was just drinking and partying and just not knowing where life was and and that was really, again, just that part of my, of my, you know, my past that was really challenging for me because you know when you're not focused on anything and when you're going out and eating and drinking, you're just not feeling your best and Again, I wasn't in school, so I was just extremely, extremely lost. You know, I remember one of my favorite stories is working at High West during um, Sundance is a really big thing. And I remember we were going to a Kesha concert, me and a couple of co-workers, and I had just gotten so hammered at that point on whiskey and we were supposed to go to a Kesha concert and again one of the things about me you guys even still to this day is I'm still not the best at like holding my liquor or handling my liquor but I remember going to that during Sundance that Kesha concert and I was just on one just rowdy just ready to freaking go and this is a large reason as to why I can't even drink whiskey anymore because yeah bitch I'll want to throw punches I'll want to throw hands so 
definitely can't do that. But in the Kesha concert, we were waiting in line forever. And I just was at this point, and this is when Kesha was like, TikTok was like the really fun song. Like, I forgot her other songs, but hopefully you guys know like what album one. Ke- I mean, it's Kesha. Like she really only had one time where she was actually like doing shit, right? And then it was like, oh, what the fuck happened to Kesha? We went to this concert and I was just elbowing. I was like, I am gonna get to that front stage, motherfuckers. Like, let me through. However, not everybody else enjoyed that. And the next thing I know, I am on the bouncer's shoulder, freaking getting carried out the back door. (laughs) So that is definitely one of my favorite stories about that. But Again, at that point, I was in my relationship. I had just moved out of living with my parents and I was, I was really lost. I was really, really lost just eating like shit, you know, drinking and, and just really not feeling my best. And I knew that my life needed to change. I knew that I didn't want to live in Park City anymore because the thing about Park City is it's, you know, it's a small mountain town, very similar to Breckenridge, Colorado, if you've ever been there. But, you know, I had this identity with snowboarding. And when I decided to to quit, like I mentioned, I just had so much shame. I was really embarrassed because, you know, I was known as the girl who snowboarded. And, you know, when I, after graduation and living in a small town, you're just running into everybody who you went to high school with. You just see everybody. And again, Park City is predominantly white. So I was most like, I was even afraid of my own shadow. And really that's when I kind of decided that, you know, I, I think I want to move. And really I wanted to move to San Diego. And the reason why I wanted to move to San Diego is because when we lived in Palm Desert, every summer really in middle school, like sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, we would, you know, have the ability and, and, and I was really grateful for this, but we would spend a week in San Diego. There was this one specific place that we would go to, which was really nice, this really cute condo in Mission Beach between like the beach and the bay, you know, on that strand, which was so much fun. And so I just knew that I wanted to get out of Utah. I didn't want to have that same, you know, oh, this girl who used to snowboard, all of these things. It's like, why do I want to live in the snow when I'm not even snowboarding anymore? So, you know, working at High West and, you know, having just had my two ACL surgeries, really trying to find myself, was kind of in this new relationship, living in, you know, finally living it with him. Uh, I moved in with him when I was 21. You know, I had my 21st birthday in Vegas, nothing crazy, actually. I didn't really have a great 21st birthday, let's be honest. Sorry, parents, if you're listening to this, my 21st was kind of just blase, um, to be honest, but, you know, coming back and, and recognizing like, okay, like I need to continue to just take ownership of my life. And again, that's where kind of the seed was planted. What am I going to do? And, and I just decided to move to, or I wanted to move to San Diego. But I knew that I needed some time before I was actually able to move and I needed to set myself up to be able to like, what am I going to do when I move to San Diego? And that's when I, you know, I, I decided to work at the Marriott. There's a Marriott Mountainside, which is actually part of Marriott Vacation Club. And so I I applied there and Luckily, I got the position because I knew that I needed a job that would be able to transfer. And my dad had actually previously worked at Marriott's, but he was really young too. At that point, he hadn't worked at a Marriott in forever, but I just kind of knew that Marriott was an option and would give me the ability to transfer. 
And so I started to pursue that. And so there was a period where I was actually working three jobs. Like I was on my hustle and grind, even at that young age, like 21, I was working at iWest still. I was working at the Marriott still. And then I was even working at a golf course called Glen Wild, where I was working reception there. So there was a moment where I was, again, just really trying to get my life back together. I was trying to hustle. I was trying to just save money because I knew that I was going to move. But as we continue on, like I decided to leave High West, I decided to leave Glen Wild, and I really kind of dove into working at the Marriott because again, I just really wanted to kind of build my resume and have that ready for when I moved to San Diego. And so at this point, I am 22. I am just working. I am still a little bit, you know, bopping around, like not doing the best. I'm still working out, but, you know, not really working out with purpose, not really, you know, knowing much, just still kind of in that figuring it out phase of my fitness nutrition journey. But I did kind of still have a little bit of that consistency then where, you know, I was still working out like four to five days and, and really just, you know, working and Really, the biggest thing about the Marriott is there's one moment in time where this woman came up to me at the desk, and and I used to work front desk at the Marriott. I actually worked multiple positions at the Marriott. I worked front desk. I did rooms control, which was where you're literally blocking every single room that that every single reservation that comes to the hotel, which was actually like a really big jigsaw puzzle because again, like you have to make sure that every room fits every reservation fits the room for the amount of time. And when you're sold out, it can get really challenging with, you know, oh, this person's here for three days. This person's here for five days. So it was a really big Tetris, but I worked front desk. I worked in the rooms control. Like I mentioned, I worked in the engineering department, but one memory that really sticks out to me that is really important is I was working front desk and again, I was extremely lost. I wasn't in planning on going to college. Um, that wasn't really on the radar. Again, I was 22 and that's a time where most of my peers had already graduated, right? But this lady comes up to me, this random, you know, older lady, probably in her like mid sixties. And she starts basically questioning me. She's like, how old are you? What are you doing? are you in school? Like really challenging me on these questions. And I was like, whoa, bitch, who are you? Like, what the fuck? But it was the wake up call that I personally needed in order to really get my ass into gear and kind of recognize like I need to do more with my life. And after that moment is when I actually started to apply for school and I decided to, you know, pursue college. And, and so I started going to the, you know, local community college, which was down in Salt Lake. I went to Salt Lake Community College and I just, you know, there, there are just so many things. And maybe if you think in your own life where you kind of have those moments or those people who come in and they challenge you and it, it really forces your life to go in a different direction. But yeah, it was that next semester I actually enrolled in school. I think I did two semesters at Salt Lake Community College um, before we moved to San Diego. And yeah, that was kind of, you know, that part of my life between 20 to 22, kind of 23, when I was really in a state of what is my life? What am I doing with my life? Like what's next for me? Afraid of, of, you know, just again, like what, what is life? What is going to happen? And again, I was knowing I was going to move to San Diego. So I moved to San Diego when I was 23. And again, I'm, I'm in a relationship. He chose to move with me. So I moved to San Diego with that first relationship 
and luckily I was able to find a job. I was able to transfer with Marriott kind of like I, I wanted to where I started working at here in San Diego. It's called the Marriott Marquis. It's a massive, massive hotel. It's has 1,360 rooms, but I got hired on to work there. So, you know, things are kind of stacking up in regards to being able to move. So, you know, got my job, found a really cute apartment. You know, I was still in my relationship and and so we moved to San Diego and and it was a blast. It was finally getting out of Utah. I actually was, you know, going to go to school again at San Diego Mesa, but really I was working at the Marriott and my goal at the Marriott was really just to climb the corporate ladder and and just kind of, you know, try to make as much money as I could there as I was pursuing my degree in nutrition. So I transferred and I, you know, was going to start going to San Diego Mesa College. But I think the biggest thing, the transition from Utah to San Diego, it really got me to see and look at my fitness and nutrition journey a lot different. Because yeah, I was still working out when I was living in Utah, but again, it wasn't for purpose. And it wasn't, you know, I I was kind of, again, just trying to figure everything out. I was trying to meal prep. I was, you know, trying to do all of these things to get my body to where I want it to be. But this is something I talk to my clients about. And part of my story is for so long, I tried figuring it out on my own to see zero results, to be super frustrated to not know what I was doing wrong. And I even remembered when I was still living in Utah, I tried to see what it was like to work with a coach and I just wasn't willing to make that investment. I think it was like $700 and I was like, no way am I going to pay that? Like, you know, I, I, I personally just didn't understand the value of coaching at that time. And again, I wish I had because it would have saved me a lot of time and a lot of headache um, if I would have just trusted somebody and it just invested and did that but again everything happens for a reason and so I remember living in Pacific Beach and of course when I moved I was like I have to find a good gym there weren't very many good gyms but I ended up working out at a 24 and this is when I started to kind of have those aha moments of I have been working out for years right I actually started working out when I was 15 my parents had to drive me to the gym because for snowboarding again right and now at 23 I am looking around and I'm like why do I not look like these beautiful people, right? Living by the beach, you see six pack abs, everybody's in great shape. And I'm over here busting my butt, working out five to six days a week, trying to meal prep, trying to do all of these things. And I, I have these moments where I'm looking in the mirror. I'm like, what the fuck, bitch? Why do you not look good? And that's really what sparked my want to work with a coach at that point. And I decided to invest in a, in a coach and, and do a bikini competition. I don't know what, kind of sparked me to do that as I'm thinking about it um, in hindsight, but that was the route that I wanted to take. I wanted to, actually, now that I think about it, I really wanted to find something outside of snowboarding because I had, you know, that shame where I didn't get to be a professional snowboarder and still part of me, like I mentioned for a long time, had a lot of just shame around that. And so bikini competitions, I feel like I kind of fell into that and was interested in that because I wanted to go pro in something. I was like, okay, I can go pro in snowboarding. I had my two ACL surgeries. Maybe I can go pro in bikini competitions competitions. And so I hired my coach and actually my ex at the time, you know, my five and a half year relationship, he did that competition with me. But again, it was like, okay, this is cool. I decided to do prep. I was 24 at that point. 
where I, I invested in him. I think that was like my, so that was my first fitness and nutrition coach when I was, I was 24 at the time. And I really was kind of diving into my body. I was really diving into the superficialness of living in San Diego, really trying to just focus on looking good as opposed to anything else. And and I knew again, like I couldn't just keep spinning my wheels. I knew I needed help. And especially, you know, when I moved to San Diego as well, I was going through a phase where I was still eating and drinking and I just didn't know balance for myself at that time. I was just a 24 year old kid just wanting to look good and really focused on superficial bullshit. And I didn't know anything at the time because it was my first time doing competition, really diving into the fitness nutrition and uh, in regards like fitness nutrition regards like my body. And I really at that time just didn't know anything. And what's insane is my prep ended up being a 21 week prep. But I was, you know, I was doing the meal plan. I was following everything to the T. At that point, I was actually in school and I was actually working. So I was on prep in school, taking a full semester and working. So I was always kind of on that hustle and grind, just doing the most that I could to set myself up for future. And as I think back, I'm like, damn, like I am so blessed for my younger self for putting in all of that work. And again, what has led me to where I am today to be able to feel confident in coaching and supporting as many women, you know, as I have and continuing to be a coach. But really that first bikini competition was rough for me. And not only was it rough, just mentally obviously having to say no and having to you know have the discipline I think I was already pretty disciplined from again snowboarding having had that instilled in me but it really took it to another level and again another obsession with what my body looked like and when you're kind of obsessed with what your body looks like you're kind of judging other people and and I was just in this really weird mindset phase where I was just trying to look good and and just go down that superficial route however it did kind of start getting me to you know I think I got Instagram at that point because again Instagram wasn't big back then this is what like moved to San Diego in 2014 so going on eight years ago but I was really starting to kind of make fitness and nutrition more of a focus in my life and I didn't really understand the gravity of my decision to do that competition because I didn't understand the mindset that comes with gaining the weight back and that was really my first challenge with body image obviously before the bikini competition right like I knew I needed to make a change I was eating I was drinking I was working out but I was like why do I just not look good why do I look disgusting you know I was tired of feeling hungover I just knew that I needed something different and so that's why you know bikini competitions was really interesting for me kind of making that where I could go pro you know after having quit snowboarding and you know I do the competition I do it with my ex I didn't even place I did a 21 week prep and I didn't even place this is when Amanda Bucci was still competing just so many people like were at that competition and I did I did really bad but what was worse is coming off stage it's like you go now what do I do and when I worked with my coach he was not a very good coach he didn't set me up for success and I rebounded extremely extremely bad put on more weight than when I started and again that was my first real struggle with the body image and, you know, I knew I wasn't going to compete again or I wanted to compete again, but I needed to find a new coach. And, and again, I just, at that point too, I was just ready to eat. I was ready to grub. I had just spent 21 weeks, you know, almost half a year depriving myself 
And I do, I just, I, I took some time off. I did want to still compete then, but I was still working at the Marriott. I was still in school. And so I just decided to take some time off to be a normal, regular human being. But that was really the first time where I, I suffered with the binge eat, you know, or the restrict to binge eat cycle. And not only that, just my relationship with food at that time was terrible. You know, 24, you know, not worried, like still worried about every single thing that went into my mouth, really frustrated by not knowing how to get the results that I wanted. Because again, I was only getting the results that I wanted through extreme deprivation because the bikini competition was really the first time that I actually saw results. And so it gave me that thought of, oh, okay, like in order to see results, I have to deprive myself, which I continued to do. And again, I continued to yo-yo diet myself because I just wasn't educated on how to do it right. I didn't know about reverse diets. Like I mentioned, my coach didn't set me up for success. And again, like I started pursuing my nutrition degree. So I'm starting to learn a little bit, but not too much. And again, the reason why I chose nutrition was going back to working at the GNC, kind of having been interested in fitness before. And, you know, really the route is I wanted to become a registered dietitian and, you know, still, you know, no longer on prep, but I was still working at the Marriott and still going to school. And so at this point, I'm about 25 now. So what's crazy is that's like seven years ago, right? And this is like I say, like my journey has taken me seven years to get to where I am today because it really started, you know, maybe even even longer because really 22 is kind of when I, all of that started to, you know, so what, like nine years now? But yeah, I I was 25 at this point because I actually missed my 25th birthday because I was on prep. I mean, I didn't miss it, but I didn't get to do, you know, anything special for it because I was just so focused on my body. I was so focused on being regimented with prep. I was so focused on, you know, all of that superficial stuff. And again, you know, my, my thought process at that time was, okay, I'm going to go to school. I'm going to finish my degree and I'm going to become a registered dietitian. And I was still working at the Marriott and honestly, becoming a personal trainer wasn't really a part of the plan until I was still working at the Marriott and I was passed up for a position. I had applied to become a front desk lead. So I was working front desk at the Marriott, right? As I transitioned from the Marriott in Utah, I was still able to get that job at the front desk. And I had applied for a position that I didn't get. And again, I've always been such a hard worker. I've always, you know, grinded. I've always showed up on time, you know, a really model employee, I would say, you know, to toot my own horn. And I didn't get the position that I felt I deserved because, you know, I was putting in the work. Like I said, I was, you know, showing up and they ended up giving the position to somebody who hadn't worked there as long as, or as long as me. They gave it to a guy and I was really upset that I didn't get that position. And when I asked, I said, why didn't I get the position? I got the bullshit answer of it was a business decision. And what really hurt about that is, you know, when you're working in any environment, you you become friends with everybody. And that's kind of when I moved to San Diego. A lot of my friends, you know, worked at the Marriott. That's how I met, you know, some, some people to kind of hang out with. But when you're in that kind of environment and you're seeing people day after day and, you know, you are you're becoming friends with your managers and things like that, to hear this was a business decision really rubbed me the wrong way. And that's when I started to recognize that corporate life is not for me. I don't like that, not be upfront, you know, be kind of passive aggressive. That's just not my style. And that really is the spark again, you know, of getting me to 
pursue my first personal training certification. I say, you know, I I can't continue to work for a company that is going to be just so shady in regards to their hiring decisions that I need to change. And of course, you know, working at a 1360 room hotel, working the front desk, we would have days where we were checking in like seven to 800 people, sometimes even a thousand people. And it was insane just being a robot, just having to, you know, repeat the same thing over and over and over. And I actually moved into rooms control for that hotel as well. I did that for a little bit. And again, that's like the Tetris of reservations and putting, you know, oh, this person's here for five days, this person's here for seven days and really playing a massive, massive game of Tetris. And and I did that. I actually worked at that Marriott for almost three years. And so again, like these are these times where I was just really trying to, I was just in hustle mode. I was hustling school. I was hustling work. I was, you know, still hustling, going to the gym. And again, you guys, this is why I say it's like when you say you don't have time, it's because you're not making it a priority. If you don't have time for your workouts, you're not making it a priority. If you, and you're just honestly being you know, making excuses. You prioritize the things that are important to you because what was important to me at that time, prep, uh, going to school, working full time, I managed to make it all happen, right? And that's again, the motto of just make it happen and just developing those different mottos within yourself. But, you know, just constantly waking up and, and doing the best that I could. But again, I was going to school and I started to work on my personal training certification because I didn't want to work at a company with people who didn't value me. That was one of my biggest things. And again, because I wasn't set up for success when, from my previous coach, I made it my mission to figure it out for myself. So if you're not going to teach me, and this is something about me, if you're not going to teach me or you're not going to tell me, then I'm going to go figure it out on my own. And so I'm still 25 at this point and, you know, grinding at school now. Now I'm at school. Now I'm working on my personal training certification. And now I'm still working full time at the Marriott and really just, again, continuing to build more knowledge so that way I can, you know, become a trainer. And I actually got my personal training certification in November the day after Thanksgiving of 2016, I remember it specifically because I knew that I was eventually going to leave the Marriott because I couldn't take that corporate world anymore. And one thing about me too is I hate being told what to do. And I was just getting really tired of, of working the front desk and, and having to, you know, just people please and just having to say yes and, and put on the face for customer service and be nice, even though people were assholes. And I just really at the merit, I was starting to get tired of the first world problems of people coming in thinking they were so funny and oh do I can I get a suite can I get a room upgrade and I was just getting really tired of that and so again I got my personal training certification 2016 I think I'm still 25 at the time maybe just turned 26 Uh, No, I was still 25. And then I got hired for my first personal training job the day after Christmas. So 2016 was really kind of uncovering so many things in regards to just who I was, who I wanted to become, right? Because I'm still out having fun with friends. I'm no longer competing in bikini competitions. I'm really trying to just continue to level up, just continue to show up for myself, but really starting to kind of pivot from working at Marriott customer service and really trying 
trying to kind of pursue more of the fitness and the nutrition. And that's really when I started to kind of set myself up again for leaving Marriott. So you guys can kind of see that I've always kind of been forward thinking of what's kind of that next thing for me. When I was in, you know, Park City, what am I going to do to move to San Diego? How am I going to get there? And now I'm at this place in my life where I'm like, okay, well, fuck the Marriott now because you guys were freaking backstabbers, not giving me the position that I want. I knew that the next step for me was going to be leaving the Marriott and becoming a personal trainer. And so I got my certification in 2016, the day after Thanksgiving, I got hired on to my first, you know, position um, at this place called True Self Sporting Club, which I am still forever grateful for that place. I got hired there the day after Christmas of 2016. And so going into 2017 was honestly a really big year for me because 2017 was where January like started taking on clients, trying to build my clientele because I knew I couldn't leave the Marriott right away. I needed to get my clients up in personal training. I needed to be able to just, you know, it's so much different too when you go from just the NASM book, right? That was where I got my personal training certification from through the National Academy of Sports Medicine. So NASM and And I just knew that I had to start working and building that skill. So again, I was working two jobs really all the way through 2017. I was working at Marriott and I was working as a personal trainer, just kind of like, and I was actually in school then too. So again, you guys just so much. And sometimes I forget how much work I've put in to get to this place that I am now and, and shit. It's like, again, we're, we're doing these things for our future selves. And so I'm just really blessed that at that, like, like thinking back to me then it's crazy. Like, okay, go little Elise, just like working, doing the most still in a relationship at that point. You know, my ex and I had been together what I was 25. So we were going on five years of having been together, which is still really crazy. And I was still really in that hustle mindset, right? School, work. I remember having um, the six pack bags. If you're familiar with those, they're like huge bags where you can have your meal prep um, because I'm still really focused and trying to keep up with my fitness nutrition on my own at this point, because just trying to take the things that I learned, I wasn't really ready to work with another coach at the time because my other coach had just kind of put a bad taste in my mouth. Marriott was putting a bad taste in my mouth and I was really just in this hustle of like, I need to get to the next thing. And one of the biggest things about me is I'm really big on like times and I'm really big on dates. And I knew that I wanted to leave the Marriott before I had worked there for three years. So I was really grinding and I started working there in October of 20. 14, I want to say. So I knew that by October 2017, I needed to be out. So 2017 was really me doing the most to really build up my clientele at True Self so I could leave. And ultimately I did. I left working the Marriott in October of 2017 and I went full in to, to training in person. But not only that, 2017 was also a really big year for me because it was my year where I was still kind of planning ahead for doing another bikini competition. That's when I actually got my boob job. I got a boob job when I was 25, about to turn 26. It was actually like my 26th birthday present to myself. I got it the day after my birthday. And yeah, just at that time in my life, I was just really focused on like fitness, nutrition. And I also had just invested in my first coach, Wealthy Coach Academy for business. That was my first business coach because I knew that I wanted to be able to impact more lives because at this point, you know, I had been working at True Self, building my skills as a personal trainer, you know, working with different women. And what I came to recognize is 
I wanted to impact more lives. I didn't want to just be stuck in four walls in San Diego and, you know, only training people who would, I would only train them like once or twice a week. I wasn't able to provide the nutrition support that I wanted to. I wasn't able to do as many check-ins as I wanted to, right? And so that's kind of really the biggest thing that really led me to wanting to be online is as a trainer in San Diego, I wanted to do more. I wanted to give more. And so again, 2017 was me building my clientele. It was me still being in school. It was me getting the boob job. It was me investing in my first business coach and really just starting to transition again into into who I am now and why I'm so passionate about just supporting more women because I was still going through so many mindset struggles with my own body, right? Just my own body image, just so many things, but just consistently trying to say like, what's the next step? Just hustle and hustle and getting to that next stage. And, you know, I was actually on prep too. I was supposed to do a bikini competition early 2018. So I was always just, you know, doing as much as I could to be able to set myself up. And not only that, you know, 2017 was the year that my ex and I finally decided to split my really first long-term relationship again after having been together for five and a half years. And so, you know, October, November, December of 2017 were really big months in regards to just kind of moving into this next stage of life. You know, we decided to split in October. I actually had gone to a business, that was my first kind of business mastermind that I went to with my first business coach in Venice Beach. I had just left the Marriott. And so there were so many like transitions going on in regards to this fitness nutrition and me finally starting to kind of take those next steps into creating the life that I wanted. And I actually moved into my own apartment. This was my first time kind of getting back like onto my own. I, you know, moved from Pacific Beach to Mission Valley. I got my own little one bedroom apartment. I moved in there December of 2017. And then I was on prep as well. And so just really kind of in this like still superficial wanting to be at that next level like yesterday. And then as I was going through that breakup actually, so that was my second, that was supposed to be my second prep. And I made it all the way through peak week. And if if you're not familiar with like prep, that's like preparing for a bikini competition, peak week is like the hardest week before your show because you're really depleted. You are, you know, really regimented and you're really getting ready for for stage. And I had just gone through so many life changes again with like the breakup and moving and I just, I wasn't ready to do that competition. So I actually pulled out of doing that competition like one week before peak week because I had actually cheated on my diet. I was going through so much stress at that time. I got in and out after a workout, but you can see you guys, like I've just been doing so so much like always trying to manage more and more things but you know 2018 now rolls around January of 2018 and this is where I really met you know my last current ex where we were together for four years and I was engaged I met him of January of 2018 and I was really only single for three months. So again, between 20 to 26 is a five and a half year relationship. And then, you know, I was only single for three months before I dive into this other four year relationship. And again, that's just a part of, you know, as the podcast goes on and as more episodes come, I want to talk more about relationships. So kind of hopefully you've listened to the other episodes and I'm really just setting the stage for who I am as a person and how I got to, to where I am. But 2018, that's when we kind of met. And now at this point, I am only working 
working as a personal trainer because I had left the Marriott, but I'm also really trying to build my online business. So 2018, 20, end of 2017, um, actually July is when I invested in him. So July and my first business coach. So July is when I first started, you know, to, to do this online. And I'm really just trying to make something of myself in this fitness nutrition industry, especially here in San Diego. And what's really funny to think back is now that I have BeFit Body in mind, my first attempt at being an online coach, it was actually called the Body, Mind, and Wellness Challenge. Like what a mouthful. So thank God we kind of switched that. But you know, 2018, I actually started working with a second business coach as well. You know, still like trying to just figure myself out in this fitness nutrition community, but just knowing that I wanted to make an impact. I didn't want to be a shitty coach. And at that point too, because I was on prep for that second show, you know, the one that I didn't compete in, I was that was actually my second fitness coach because you guys, I have worked with five different business coaches and I have worked with five different fitness nutrition coaches on my own. You know, in that time, I'm also working on my certifications. I'm also training my clients. And and then I just started a new relationship with my last ex. We started dating in January of 2018. So just so many life things were happening. And honestly, at that point, I was just so focused on, I think, all of the wrong things. And it kind of, in hindsight, you know, I was really focused on this relationship when I should have been really focused on, on growing my business and, and just so many things, you know, hindsight's 2020 that I wish I could take back. But this is, you know, a large part of why this whole single life is so important to me now. But I ended up leaving, let's kind of fast forward to July, I would say July, no, August, August 2018, where I finally decided to leave true self where I was working as a personal trainer I'd finally built up my clientele enough and I decided to leave there and I was 26 at the time about to be 27 I think I actually left at 27 and I decided to become a personal trainer on my own and I was training inside of my apartment complex buildings gym and really that's when I became a self-employed personal trainer was back in August of 2018 so it has been such a freaking journey since then you guys and really I was just focusing on trying to still do the online thing I think at that point I was working with my second business coach and so 2017 2018 were really big years for me and getting me to where I am now you know 2019 comes I am still trying to do the online but mostly predominantly working in person with my clients and really the biggest thing for me was COVID. COVID is really what kind of forced me to really transition into an online coach you know after having been trying for a couple of years and that's kind of again why I I mentioned the relationships because and diving into the wrong things because instead of really trying to grow my online business and and really making a name for myself and really focusing on myself I was really focused on on him and doing things for him and again these are my own choices that I was prioritizing kind of the wrong things but I just hope you know one of the one of the biggest things for me in this podcast is just reminding women to step up and reminding them to, you know, prioritize themselves 
because I strongly believe had I had a supportive partner over the last four years, I would be so much further ahead in my business and where I want to be. And again, you guys, this is why I just focus so much more now on the mindset. I focus so much more now on balance. I'm so focused on empowering women because we are so special. We are so magical. And it's just sometimes we get in our own way. We let the Disney fairy tale bullshit get in the way of pursuing our own dreams. And so, you know, fast forward from 2018, you know, finally working self-employed, 2019, you know, trying to still build an online business. I think in 2019, I only worked with like three women online because I was still, you know, you kind of using my in-person training as, you know, my main form of income. 2020 comes and I am, you know, COVID hits and that's where I really get the opportunity to, you know, dive into building my online business. And and let me rewind because one of the biggest things that kind of happened in that transition from, you know, moving into my own apartment, really only being single for three months is, is my ex, my, my current ex, my most recent ex, he moved in so quickly. He was basically living with me in March of 2018 when we had just met in January. And so again, you know, how, how life can change so much, but also this is why, you know, as the podcast continues, I really want to continue to work to, to share like my own codependency, my own attachment, because there were so many red flags, even in the beginning of that relationship that I wish I would have known and paid attention to that would have saved me, you know, so much of the things that I went through in regards to, you know, just being in a what is a narcissistic relationship. I'm just going to say that because again, you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Yes, there were things that were wrong with me as well. And I had toxic traits that I needed to work through, but essentially it was a four-year narcissistic relationship where I was giving and giving to somebody instead of giving to myself and goes back to, you know, why this podcast is important to me, why it's important for me to, to share about shifting diet culture, because I have gone through just so many things with ups and downs in my own body, you know, having worked with five different fitness coaches, you know, having worked with five different business coaches and, and I'm kind of fast forwarding this last part because I know we're kind of getting into an hour now. So if you've made it this far, thank you so much for sticking with me. But again, it's, it's yes, everything happens for a reason, but it's taking ownership of the decisions that you've made in your own life and continuing to push forward because, you know, 2020 was really difficult. It was difficult, but exciting in regards to finally getting more clients in on my online business. But 2021 was really another, you know, weird year for me because I had finally gotten to a place where I'm feeling comfortable, you know, working full-time as an online coach. I'm no longer training in person. And then 2021 comes and I'm, I'm really excited to continue to grow the business. I really want to take things to that next level, but not being in the right energy with the right supportive partner was really a massive downfall for me. Not only that, we had gotten engaged in June of 2021. And, you know, not only was I just really trying to, you know, build my business and, and that's something too, when you're, when you're building a business, you're responsible for your own income. And so I just felt so much pressure there. I felt the pressure of now being engaged for the pressure of supporting my clients, you know, just doing so many things. And so, you know, once we kind of transition into January now of 2022, I had just spent four years, you know, trying to make relationship work, trying to build a business, trying to make something of myself. And yet, 
I, I, I couldn't understand what I was doing wrong. Like, why did it take me five business coaches to get to that next level that I wanted to? And again, I truly believe it was because my focus was placed elsewhere, but it's also my own, you know, I have to take ownership for my role. But again, you know, fast forward to now January, 2022, we are, you know, at a place where we are splitting where, you know, I didn't even know that the breakup was coming. Um, he's like, oh, you, you should know it was coming. No, I didn't. He just straight up up and left one day and it was it was really difficult again led to the hospitalizations kind of led to you know me really figuring out this single life and me kind of restarting and so you know all of that to say it's like I (laughs) the reason why I don't I, I just don't know I just I've learned to just I've failed so many times it's insane the amount of times that I failed, but it goes back to not allowing things to be my identity, not allowing, you know, not allowing things to, to hold me back and just continuing to have to remind myself day in and day out who I am and continuing to remind myself of the things that I have been through and really not putting up with bullshit. And this is why BeFit Body and Mind is so important to me now more than ever because of the things that I have been through, you know, the person that I've had to become in order to create this business that I want. So that's why I truly believe like beef at body and mind is just getting started because again, I have my energy back. I get to continue to pour into my own cup as opposed to my partner's cup. And, and really the biggest thing for me is I want, you know, more women to be able to evaluate like their relationships, be able to evaluate where they're at at life and, and start taking ownership of you and your life and putting yourself first body and mind, you know, because again, yes, my philosophy is we do have to start on that superficial level we do need to make sure that we're getting our bodies to where we want it to be so that way once we get to that level we can start to really focus and prioritize the mindset and continue to grow into being the best level version of ourselves and again i hope that you know kind of hearing some of this backstory about me why i became a coach is i just want to inspire more women to be their best selves i want more women to be able to you know not have to put up with the bullshit and be able to write your own future and and again the biggest thing for me is just consistently taking ownership not allowing things to be my identity and always being my number one hype woman that's really what it is you have to wake up and be your own hype woman and so again you guys you know so much has has come full circle and to be in this single life and and it just feels really good and really the biggest thing is time flies like I can't believe I'm even 31 you know talking going back to when I was 25 it's insane to think about those different things but you know I I guess I'm gonna leave it at that and thank you so much for for bearing with me in my up and down storytelling but I hope kind of getting an insight into my past helps you feel a little bit more connected to me helps you understand a little bit more as to why why I'm so passionate about helping women and and just helping women understand how to live balance is the biggest thing. We don't need to have the yo-yo dieting. We don't need to have the deprivation. We don't need to hopefully not work with shitty coaches. That's why I became a coach is because I want to educate women the right way, genuinely care about you and your results and your lifestyle, because that's a large part of why I worked with five fitness coaches is I just didn't feel valued. 
And, and that's a really big thing. So kind of to wrap this up, just to kind of give you, you know, hopefully a little bit of food for thought. Hopefully again, you're still sticking with me is start to evaluate the people in your life who make you feel good or the people who make you feel bad and start recognizing, you know, whether or not those people need to be in your life. This is your life. You have one life to live and it's okay to be selfish at times. It's okay. You know, things don't go perfect. The biggest thing that I want you to remember is step out of your comfort zone. Stop doing what everybody else is doing and really tune into your heart. You know, during this episode, I haven't even had a chance to explain the amount of books that I've read, you know, going to sweat lodges, you know, my woo-woo shit that I absolutely love. And so we will save that for another episode. But again, I just hope hearing my story, hopefully it connects you a little bit more to me. I'll be definitely doing more episodes on kind of diving into how I got to where I am. But ultimately, you know, the mission behind Be Fit Body and Mind is to create a safe, fun, and most importantly, real community of hardworking, badass women who, despite the ups and downs of life, continue to push themselves to be better than they were yesterday. And that is really my mission because so many times through my journey, I just felt so alone in my fitness, in my nutrition, and even building this business. Because again, this business is nowhere near where I want it to be. I just want to make so much more of an impact. And again, I am just so blessed to now be living the single life to be able to have more energy and be able to focus on more things as opposed to one person who didn't value me. And so again, you guys really evaluate the people in your life. Do they value you? Do they need to be there? And take ownership of those things. And again, if you need any support, you know, this is why in Be Fit Body Mind, we focus just as much on mindset as we do as a fitness nutrition because it has to be holistic. We can't really start diving into the mindset until we build that self-confidence within ourselves and we build that self-worth within ourselves. And trust me, that is something that I am still working on. But remember, every day you have to be your best advocate. You have to be your biggest cheerleader and you have to ultimately know what goals you're working towards because if you don't again life is going to just fly by how is it already almost it's freaking september of 2022 you know 2023 is like literally knocking on the door so take action and again you know take responsibility for your life don't allow yourself to be a product of your environment don't allow yourself to you know make excuses for your circumstances really take ownership and grow within so yeah you guys i'm gonna leave it at that again I don't know how this episode went. Hopefully you're still here for it. I'm excited for the next ones. I'm excited to bring Jessie Poo Poo back. Uh, That's the nickname that I have for her. But yeah, again, you guys, if I can support you in any way, please make sure that you send me a DM, click the link, click the link in my bio, see how like freaking Instagram gets you. I'm like on repeat with that, but you know, get in contact with me if I can support you in any way. And yeah, I just hope that you enjoy this episode, learn a little bit more about me and I will catch you on the next one. Thanks for listening to the Banter with Elise Borelli podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would be grateful if you could share it with a girlfriend who needs this and leave a rating and review. Be sure to join the Banter Behind the Scenes Facebook group to join in on the conversation. And don't forget to head over to the EliseBorelliFit.com website to download your free BeFit Ultimate Lifestyle Toolkit, as well as check out all of the links and resources in the show notes. To catch all the latest from me, make sure to follow me over on Instagram at Elise underscore BeFit. That's all for this episode. See you next time.